0: Hey, welcome to Tebs Talks, the Premier Useless Podcast. If you want to check out more of the things I do, head to com. Hey, what is up, everybody? It is Tebs Talks, the Premier Useless Podcast. I am your host, as always, Jason Tebbs, And let me tell you, after two years of keeping it clean, after two years of doing the social distancing, after two years of where I've been not vaxxed, but also boosted. After two years of avoiding the pandemic, I have fallen to the Omicron. That's right. I have COVID-19. It got to a point in society where it was like, it's not a matter of if you get it. It's a matter of when you get it. I have it. My wife has it. My child has it we are wiped out down for the count i'm actually on the recovering end my wife seems to be a bit on the recovering end and i think my son has already gone through the worst part so he's starting to be on the recovery end it is it, it wasn't fun i mean my symptoms cough right uh fever had that fatigue like not as bad as my my wife and my son had fatigue um, my, my, my poor guy the other day he just was he was a little fireball, that one just emanating, radiating heat. So I mean we're lucky, we're lucky enough where it doesn't seem all that terrible for us. For us specifically, it doesn't seem like uh, it was it was all that bad of an experience. Now, that doesn't mean it's not a bad experience for anyone else people have died. People will unfortunately continue to die from this pandemic. And quite frankly, at least across the vast majority of the US, I feel like we've been way too lackadaisical with how we're handling it. And that, that's just the unfortunate truth. I live in a rather red state of Utah. A lot of it's my right, my civil liberties, my right to choose... You can't force me to yada, yada, XYZ. I know I personally know people that are like, I'm not getting the vaccine over my dead body. This, that, and the other. I, I'm not here to police people all respectfully say that I disagree with that stance, especially in a, in a state like Utah, where so much of the population shares my religious beliefs, being members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And because of that, I feel like I should do all I can to make sure that I am protecting those around me, my neighbors, my community, my ward members, my congregation members, my family, my friends. I believe my civic responsibility, get vaccinated. I mean, for heaven's sake, every single member of the elders, the freaking, why is my mind going blank? Every single member of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, right? Like, every single member of the First Presidency, every single member of, like, the Relief Society, Young Women's Presidency, all of them have been vaccinated. All of them have. Every single member of Congress, I would bet my money, has been vaccinated. Donald Trump got vaccinated. I mean, come on, people. Now, some people might take, oh, Jason, you got vaccinated, but look at you. You still got COVID. Yeah, the vaccine was never meant to say, hey, you'll never get COVID because you have this vaccine. It was to say, hey, if you get this vaccine, your body will be able to handle COVID way better. So I only had one day where I just kind of felt like complete garbage, but every other day I've felt like, Hey, I, you know, sure. I'm sick. I have a bit of a cough, slight headache, a little fever, but I, I can do the things that I need to do. I can do all the online interviews that I had, you know, all the zoom interviews that I've had while I've been looking for a job. My child, thank goodness, you know, his young spry jello body, um, has been able to handle this pretty well. It seems like, you know, his his little immune system is just kicking into overdrive, learning how to handle this situation. And luckily, it hasn't been too harsh amongst children, right? Children usually have pretty mild cases of COVID. My sister's kids, you know, her three little kids, they all got it. But again, they they all had relatively minor cases of COVID. So, I'm so grateful during this time in my life where I don't have health insurance and my family doesn't have health insurance because I'm out of a job. Like, un- very unfortunate that we got COVID. When it rains, it pours. I've said it before. But, very lucky that my wife and I had already taken proper precautions to get vaccinated. And my son, you know, God blessed him. He's been able to handle it like a champ, he's been able to handle it pretty well. I know of people where that's not been the case it's very unfortunate so I'm getting over COVID I took an at-home test it took like five seconds to tell me that I had COVID I was like okay well the more you know I will definitely be refraining from I mean I hadn't seen like any friends or family this whole week in the first place but this coming week that's coming up you know I'm, I'm not going to go visit any friends I'm not going to go visit any family um, just to make sure that I'm keeping others safe as well. You know, I'm go I did an online order for groceries, so it's like a contact list. I just pull up, they throw it in my trunk, we're good to go. Crazy that I got COVID at the same time I'm out of a job, right? Like when it rains it pours. I know my last episode, if you listen to it, was so incredibly depressing because I recorded it when I was so incredibly depressed. Now, recording podcast episodes when I'm depressed, maybe not the best idea. Jason, those don't Turn out fun to listen to episodes. They just don't. I feel down. The way I'm talking is very negative. Not a good audio experience if I record an episode when I'm super depressed. Now, the nice thing is I have been able to process a lot of those emotions and a lot of those things that did make me depressed. So now I feel like I can actually give a relatively nice update about my life and my current journey to find a job in a more lighthearted positive fashion so i posted this on facebook and i was going to make a blog post out of this um so and i still might but let me find it oh yeah so here are some thoughts and statistics during my time uh, looking for a job right so this was posted two days ago what's the date today it is yeah it was posted two days ago so i've now gone through two weeks without a job and about a week and a half of searching here are some stats and random thoughts i've had during this time companies i have applied to 10 at that time it was 10 i've applied to another one so 11 companies i got rejected before the first interview three so three companies rejecting me before even off like extending to do an interview so companies that had scheduled an interview were seven um, I've yet to have the first interview with one of those companies, companies that scheduled a second interview six, and then I've yet to have the second interview with three of those companies, companies that got rejected or that rejected me after the second interview were one. And then companies that I've completed the interview process with is two. I've yet to receive any offers. So I'm still waiting to, I finish the interview process on Friday. Uh, it's Sunday now. So I interviewed the, Uh, I finished the interview process on Friday with two of those companies. So obviously I'm waiting to hear back from those haven't been extended any offer from anybody yet. So I've got, I'm waiting to hear back from those two. And then I've got interviews on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, uh, coming up here. So it's Sunday right now. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I've got more interviews. So what's the scariest part about not having a job? Definitely is not having health insurance. Um, just the fact that if, if getting COVID as well, if it had been any worse and I needed to see or anybody in my family needed to see a doctor or heaven forbid go to the hospital, not having any health insurance to cover any of that, very scary. Um, what is the job market like? So I am applying to be customer success manager at many different companies. I've been doing customer success for the last almost three years the industry has positions available like there's a there's a good amount of positions available in, in the in the customer success field however i have been told during some of these interviews like yeah we have many other applicants so it does seem to be like though i have a lot of places that i could apply to a lot of places have applicants so uh, you know they got kind of their pick of the litter Sure, I, I have a lot of choice when it comes to applying for a place. However, I might not have that many offers to choose from when it when it comes down to it. I'm hoping to get at least one. And if I can get at least one, then hey, awesome, I can work. But ideally, you would want to be able to have a little bit of choice. So when do I expect to be working again? Looks like the soonest I'll be able to work is February 21st. So that is um, not next week but the week after that right just because the timing of how long it takes people to get everything set up because it's the 6th now well I might be able to start on the 14th and I think I got my days kind of backwards but the 21st would probably be be reasonable because like say maybe I'll get some offers this week I don't know if they would start me right on the 14th or if they would start me right on the 21st so I, I don't know looks like the 21st Um, and then if I don't get any offers from any of the companies I've interviewed with, I I don't know like what I'll do. Um, I I said, if God has a different path for me, he best be showing me where that dang path is because I I have considered, you know, and and I said it in my episode where it's like, I just, you know, lost my job, but it may be the best thing for me. Do I want to be a customer success manager the rest of my career? No, I don't. I would love to see if there are other avenues out there, but I was texting my old coworker cause she was like, Hey, you can always come back to Jolt. And I was like, Hey, look, Jolt's great. I just don't feel like they, they had a good enough offer to stay around compared to what some of these other, pl- other places are offering. And I was not that specific coworker, but I was texting another one and I was saying like, Hey, I don't know how to market myself or maybe was I saying this on the podcast? I don't know, but I've been in Oh, no, I said it in this post right here. I'm going to get to it in a second. Sorry. I was trying to remember. I feel like my brain has been a little fuzzy while having COVID. And uh, I, other people have said that, too, where it's like they, they just can't wrap their brain around what they're trying to say. And, you know, they, their mind goes a little fuzzy for a bit. So what's the most frustrating part of it all? Definitely the uncertainty. I have no clue why the three companies didn't even want to do one interview with me. And I have no clue why the one company rejected me after the second interview. Even though I had referrals from within the company and had the same exact work experience as those referrals. So I had two referrals from within this one company. I got to my second interview and then they rejected me and I was very confused and I even emailed them back. I was like, Hey, was there anything, you know, that I missed the mark on? I would love any feedback. This comes as a bit of a surprise considering I have the same exact experience as two of your current employees. I never heard back from them. So that uncertainty is very frustrating, to say the least. After every interview, I feel like I've done well. But you may never know the reason someone else is picked above you. Like Oftentimes, they just say, hey, we're going with somebody else. Okay. Also, it's not a fast process. I was expecting things to move a little faster. But here we are, only done with the interview process of two companies. Now, have I thought about working outside customer success? Yes. This is what I was confused about a little earlier, but I guess I don't know how to market myself to roles outside of customer success. My resume screams customer success. Cause that is really all that is on it. I know how to answer CSM interview questions. I wouldn't know how to answer anything related to marketing or accounting, even though I'm sure I could figure those fields out. So I'm a quick learner. I'm just going to say that up front. I don't, I'm not going to pussyfoot around like, Oh, I don't want to toot my own horn. You know, I'm going to gas myself up here a little bit. I'm a smart dude. I'm a quick learner. You give me really any system, I'll be able to figure it out and perform to at least a slightly above average level, Uh, you know, jack of all trades. So if you put me in an accounting field, I'm sure I could figure it out. Like if you put me in a job that dealt with accounting, I could figure it out. You put me in a job that dealt with marketing, I could figure it out. I might not be perfect at it in the beginning, but I'm a quick learner and I'll be able to figure it out. The other thing is like, I've got decent skills in just some other things. So, you know, maybe I haven't been acting my whole life, but I'm sure I could land a role here or there eventually. Um, I've auditioned for some voiceover things. So, you know, we'll we'll see what comes of that. But it, it's hard. It's hard to even get that initial interview with someone. When my resume doesn't mention anything related to accounting or marketing. And sure, you know, they say, oh, customize. customize your resume to the place you're applying for. Okay, sure. I'm not about to write 11 different resumes. Now, granted, all the places I've applied for are CSM positions, so my resume is very CSM centric. I might be able to rewrite some things that could possibly catch the eye of marketing accounting I don't know either way with my background of work experience if you just looked at it at a surface level I highly doubt that any recruiter for marketing or accounting and I just use those two just because they're fields in companies that I've worked in that might have an iota of interest to me so no recruiter is going to look at my work experience and be like ah Yes, this guy has what we need. Now, if I could talk to somebody, just have a general conversation where I could ask questions and we could have like a very informal chit chat, I'm sure I could find some sort of experience that I have or answer questions in a way where, you know, I would have at least a halfway coherent insight into what they were talking about. But you don't get that it's not like I could just go up to a company marketing department and be like, Hey, can I just have a conversation with you about exactly what you do? And, you know, maybe see if there's anything that I could potentially help with. Like that just doesn't happen unless you might personally have a connection. Anyway, I digress. So yeah, I'm hoping that I can, I'm hoping that I can get a job offer this week. I want to be working again. I was talking to my therapist and he's like, wow, you know, you say you want to be working again, but when we first met, like you were so stressed out about work and you didn't want to work. And, you know, what's that flip? And I'm like, I I realized that, like, I want to be an active member of society. I want to contribute, you know, and I guess a lot of my self worth is tied to the income I can bring to my family and so we had like a discussion like that uh about you know how I value myself so much on if I'm bringing in in an income and whether that's healthy or not and different different ways to kind of overcome that self-inflicted lack of value or value prop because he's like hey your wife I bet you she values you whether you're bringing in a million dollars or you're bringing in you know just enough to scrape by and even right now while you're out of a job i bet she still values you like your value isn't tied to the money you're bringing in that was that was a good conversation and kind of gave me some good insights so one other thing it, it we talked about in my therapy was you know i need to find those things that are just simply for me where i can kind of turn off turn off the oh am I providing for my family oh am I doing well at work oh am I the husband am I the father and I can just be me holistically and yeah a lot of times that can be this podcast where I'm just talking into the microphone just having fun chit-chatting about whatever but I would be lying if I said I didn't have ambitions for this to grow and to become something that can bring in some income, right? The side hustle, as they say. So I signed up and maybe all the spots are taken. Like I haven't received an email back, but I signed up to do an open mic night. Wise guys comedy in Salt Lake. Wednesdays, they do open mic nights. You just have to email them, sign up, and then they'll let you know if, if you got selected. Uh, they also do a Tuesday night bucket. Like Tuesday night is bucket night where you just put your name in a bucket and then they draw names and you can go up and do a short little set and that's something that I've always wanted to do and I guess I've just been nervous and hesitant like obviously I don't want to bomb um I I was scared I was nervous I didn't have any like really great excuse to not do it but my my therapist was like look you're not working right now why wouldn't you like why why isn't now the time to at least try one open mic night? I'm not saying you have to do it every, every open mic night from now until forever because that's got to be your thing. But this is like the third time you've mentioned it. Now's the time to do it. And just go in there and just have fun and appreciate yourself. And then when you're done, just gas yourself up. Say, hey, I did great. I conquered, you know, a little bit of a fear. I did something that not everybody can do um and i had fun with it and i enjoyed my time and i i gave myself some time to be myself and i, I couldn't i couldn't argue against that so the only downside is i need to be selected right and they kind of give a priority to who they put on the set for the open mic nights and it's kind of a first come first serve basis so there are probably people i emailed them on thursday kind of in the afternoon, they probably had so many emails before then just asking to be put on the next set list. So we'll see. Um, I definitely would love to try that out. I'm hoping that I can get that. I do get an email back. that's like, Hey, yeah, you were selected, you know, show up at this time to this place. This is kind of how it'll go down. Just three minutes set. I have a story all planned and prepped ready for a three minute set of a comedy routine. And I just, I want to go out there and enjoy myself. You know, if I didn't have to worry about money, I would definitely audition for community theater. I think that's something that I would really enjoy as well. And probably when my son's a little older, I'll do that. Maybe I'll do it with my family, or maybe I'll do it uh, just kind of as my thing that I do for myself. But I think community theater would be fun. So that is... A little more of a positive update than the last episode on what's going on with me it's been a wild crazy two weeks and you know i'm I'm hoping i'm coming to the end of it not only the end of having covid but the end of being unemployed i've been praying for you know direction and guidance and to be able to find the correct path for me and for my family um I just, I hope that I can, I hope that I can come out of this better than when I went into it. I mean, that's a super low bar, um. but I'm not just going to say, oh, I hope I come out of being unemployed better than I went into unemployed because it was, I was in such a low state at that point. I'm going to say, I hope I come out of this better than even six months ago where I was at mentally and emotionally. And I think part of it it, the fact that I have been doing therapy is going to help and that I'm going to continue to do therapy. It's going to help, but you really gain a different perspective after losing a job. You, you really start to process things differently and think about things differently and really do a, a check of where your priorities are and what really is important. I'm so blessed that my wife and I had a decent amount of savings where, you know, we might be able to go three, four months without getting a paycheck and be okay. Like we had a safety net, we still have that safety net and we're okay there. Health insurance, you know, I I mentioned it in my depresso episode last time. That's unfortunate that that oftentimes goes through people's employment and that we don't have a single payer, I think that's what it's called, health insurance system, where, you know, heaven forbid something happened to me and my family during this time, that we're going to be covered and be okay. You know, that's definitely the scariest part. But, life goes on. You know, we do what we do. We we push forward. We press onward. It's all a different path for each one of us. Different ways that each one of us grow and learn and progress. There's not one direct, correct path in this life. We're all on our own journey. And I I hope for happiness, not only for myself, but you know, anybody listening and everybody on this earth that has been on this earth, is on this earth, will be on this earth. I hope that there is a, a path to peace and happiness at the end of it all. Anyway, that's that's going to do it for this episode of tebs Talks, the premier useless podcast. Go ahead, like, favorite, share, follow, rate the podcast, whatever you do on your respective platform. Check out my website, jasontebs.com. That's got all things me. And uh, if you hire for jobs, let me know. I am searching for one. Thanks. Have a good one. Peace. Out. Later.